0: From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. All I hand her that's my name. Luis Fernandez is here as well as we hang out with you on what I like to call Christmas Eve for NBA fans. Yeah. Because the NBA already has Christmas. Because it's like Christmas Day. And so the NFL has a Christmas Day. The NFL draft, right? Yeah. That's like Christmas Day, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever you happen to celebrate. That's the day for NFL fans. For the NBA, this is like Christmas Eve. This is like the eighth night. Of the eight holy nights yes. of Hanukkah.
1: Especially if you're a San Antonio Spurs fan. Then it yeah. like it's going to be top five Christmas of all time.
0: Yeah. Having worked in the San Antonio market, having done Christmas Day games in San Antonio, uh, having seen the crazy viral videos from the bar when they got the first pick, knowing that San Antonio has had that lucky first pick on a number of other occasions with a couple of other special big men, the Admiral and the Big Fundamental. Yes. Um sorry, not everybody's in on that. The Admiral is David Robinson. The Big Fundamental would be Tim Duncan. Both NBA Hall of Famers. How like the the rate of success
1: in term for the San Antonio Spurs because well, I think they've gotten the number 1 pick this is the third time. Third correct? time and to i mean i'm not going to say victor Wimbenyama is going to be a hall of famer but it, i feel as if he's going to be pretty gosh darn good like to have that hit rate versus like the cavs who get anthony bennett one year or something like that <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah yeah it's okay the cavs have had plenty of number 1 picks yeah they're fine i think they'll be okay but yeah. yeah the track record for them is not fantastic so today is for you NBA fans out there, we're going to be spending a lot of time on the NBA today. Uh, we'll have some other things going on as well, and some great kind of insight into some of the guys that could be drafted tonight. Uh, we'll dive deep into Duke here uh, at the bottom of the. I say, jeez, I got to get some of these things out of my head. I'm like, I don't say, hey, you know what? I'm going to meet you at the bottom of the hour over at the no. Bose. I'm like, no, I'm going to meet you at 3:30. Yes. So. Right around 3.30, Brendan Marks of The Athletic will join us talk about the Duke prospects as they make another run uh, to get another somebody drafted in the NBA draft. Uh, We'll also, at 4 o'clock, talk to Turquavion Smith's former high school coach, which will be really cool insight. And uh, ESPN's Corey Alexander also going to stop by with us today as well. So this is, again, Christmas Eve for NBA fans but for the NBA draft tonight we've all heard it we can all finally stop the countdown at this point even though there are five hours left until the ESPN draft uh, the draft is heard on ESPN radio right here on 99.9 the fan that Victor Weminyama Wemby will be the number one pick in the NBA draft and then it's wide open who knows Well, do you think it's wide open? Because at the number two and number three, remember this is supposed to be the top-heavy draft. Yeah. Some drafts, there's lots of talent. You're like, oh, man, I'm going to get the pick at eight, nine. Not a problem. They're going to start for me. But this draft has been about the top three. Spurs at one, the Charlotte Hornets at two, and the Portland Trailblazers at three. The Charlotte Hornets apparently have decided, or maybe not decided, or maybe decided, because apparently... The outgoing owner, I'd say not outgoing, but he is leaving the team as a majority owner, Michael Jordan, gets final say. I guess this is like his last day on the job kind of thing. Congratulations for all your hard work. You get to pick our future. Right. You get to pick the future. So the consensus has been between two guys, teenagers, by the way, Scoot. Scoot, which is great, and Brandon Miller so scoot henderson or brandon miller for the charlotte hornets
1: you know the way these things work out with the hornets too the one they don't pick is going to be an all nba type of guy sure yeah and the yeah. one they do pick will be like ah, he's fine averages like 15 and 10 a night okay cool
0: not everybody can be kelly trapuca no
1: i <laughs> i so here here's my thing with this right um all all year Or this build-up. We go back to, I think it was September of last year, uh, when Victor Wimbenyama and Scoot Henderson had that essentially showcase. In Henderson, Nevada. I was there. There. I mean, like I was there. I ever since then it feels like it's been billed as one and two. Wimbenyama and Scoot. Right. By the way, whose real name is his real first name is Sterling. Found that out today. Sterling Henderson, which is also a good name. Um, but it's been one and two. And now all of a sudden. Okay, maybe it's not 1-2 and in that situation. Maybe it's actually 1-3, and and Brandon Miller is
0: going to be the 2. I don't know how I feel about that, Paul. Brandon Miller, by the way, his middle name for all of you who are counting. Here's something you could take to the bar with you tonight, ladies and gentlemen, or to school for those of you younger listeners out there sitting in the back of the uh, carpool line. Brandon Miller's middle name, Jordan. Oh, interesting. So, Michael Jordan could be selecting... And from all accounts, could be Brandon Miller. Now, Scoot Henderson could be a better fit. Again, this is what we start talking about. There is a game that could be had tonight while listening to it as you're heading home to go watch it or whatever it is, or if you're just going to listen to it tonight. You could do a, you could have yourself a little, I don't want to say drinking game, but maybe a French fry game. Every time somebody says, good fit, mm. eat a French fry. Or needs to work on outside shot. At that point, you will be inhaling about three thousand calories tonight. Yes, all those all those classics. Um, the one I always look for on draft
1: night is when the uh, player because there's been a trade, but it, because it's reported and not real, the player has to wear the hat of the team they're going to be traded from. Those are always fun, like little bits of trivia. That's where you get like pictures of like Luka Doncic in like a <laughs> right. in a in a Hawks uh, you know hat. Essentially, still
0: kicking themselves for that one. Yeah. Okay, so your butt's on the line. Here's the general manager yeah. of the Charlotte Hornets. Not you're not Mitch Kupchak. You are Luis Fernandez. As Luis Fernandez, GM of the Charlotte Hornets, as Wemby comes off and the clock starts on your pick at number 2, whose agent are you calling? I am reaching out to Scoot
1: Henderson's why? agent. So no no okay, here's why. Here's no. why. Yes. You were not. Yes, I am. No, so No, you're not. So the whole thing with Scoot Again, people will argue fit versus talent. But we heard Mitch Kupchak say yesterday that he does not believe this team is at the point yet where they can defer to the best fit with a draft pick. They need to go most talented. And I believe Scoot Henderson is the most talented player. And on top of that, I think him and LaMelo, you strengthen up that backcourt with him and LaMelo, I think that's a really fun pairing. Plus, remember, LaMelo hasn't played a full season. So you need to have that depth at guard. I, I think it would be great for him. I, you see the improvement. People talk about outside shooting. But he went from a 21.6% outside shooter in 2021-2022. And last year, he jumped all the way up to 324 What he is capable of doing, I think, is the stuff you can't teach. And he can fill in the rest of his game. Whereas Brandon Miller, while he is an elite shooter, sure. I'm not sure how well that is going to translate to the... Uh, NBA because of his inability to create
0: separation in his shots. I've seen this though, but I've seen this. I've seen this play run out. Okay, w- in what situation? In Portland, where they drafted another guard in 2013. It was Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, and they ran it like a college backcourt. You know how how college how college teams get deep into the in the postseason. Great backcourt tandem. They're going to carry the entire way. Okay. It did not work. You had two guys essentially that could play either or position. It was the same dude, but it didn't address the needs that you had.
1: But that's that's where the Hornets come in, and you have to build the rest of the roster. You know what I'm saying? And with Scoot, I think I think Scoot has all NBA potential. I don't. The I, Eastern Conference
0: is so bad right now. I I don't know. I play just, for the playoff spot.
1: I I think and I think you can. I think that's what you get with Scoot. I think Scoot gives you more of a. It's a little bit more of a risk, but I think there's a higher reward there.
0: Miller is so athletic. No No Yes. No, he is yes, not. He is. he is long and he no, is No, He can run, he can shoot, he can block shots, he's got Scoot, quick hops. Scoot Henderson, if he goes
1: into the NBA, the second he gets on a roster, he is a top five athlete in the NBA already. <sighs> that I'm sorry, he is he is a he is that's uh, the, the next, worst by the way,
0: that's the worst rebuttal, by the way, for me. <sighs>
1: he's he is he's yeah, a combo of Derrick Rose and Russell Westbrook, right. with I think the ability to develop more of an outside job. Plus, his pull-up game, his mid-range game is superb, superb. I just I love what I see with Scoot. I think you got to go with Scoot.
0: Yeah, your well, your chef's kissing on Scoot. I'm a Brandon Miller. Guy. I
1: I can tell. I, I dig. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what gave that away. That's a two. That's a two. I'm here with Coach Pete from Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, when it comes to retirement, how do you factor inflation into your financial fill-up?
0: <laughs> well, that's a big thing these oh, days. Yeah. How do we counteract this? We make sure that our money's in the right place. We make sure we can't lose a lot of our money when we get closer to retirement. We need to make sure we have an inflation-protected plan for the next 10 people who call. We'll put it together for them, Tim, at no cost or obligation. They'll even get a bag of my new coffee when they come in.
1: Call 800-691-3215, or you can text my name, Tim, to 600 600- 700 just make sure they know that you heard about it here
0: on the drive you've got odds on the draft so you and i just went back and forth uh lewis fernandez paul eihander here about who the hornet should take at number two yeah not a generational player by any means but you're a fan of scoot henderson yes i'm in the brandon miller camp but the odds suggest that they might be leaning towards your thoughts so so here's here's the thing Yesterday, it
1: was – I think it was at the beginning of the week. It said, yeah, the Hornets are leaning towards Brandon Miller. And the odds on all the sports books I think it was minus 500 for Brandon Miller at that number two pick. Um, I just checked uh, both DraftKings and FanDuel. DraftKings has, for the second overall pick, Scoot Henderson is the favorite at minus 320. And FanDuel has him as the favorite as well, but at minus 230 with Brandon Miller uh, close behind. So – it's interesting, because part of it feels like a little bit of smokescreen. Um, the, the question is, which which pick is the smokescreen actually
0: behind? Sure, sure. <sighs> we talk. There's dominoes that come with, and, and you and Dennis talked about it yesterday, dominoes that come with whoever gets selected at number mm-hmm. two, because the Portland Trailblazers have that same kind of dilemma. Do they, at number three, settle for, or you say settle, but choose between what's left, essentially? Yeah. The Hornets... Paved the way for the trailblazers to figure out what they're going to do. For me, for my money, having watched Portland do what it does, they're never going to win the West. Today's the day to deal Damian Lillard. Mm. Just do it. Mm. Just do it. I'm a point guard guy. Lillard's still got some prime going on, yeah. and his trade value is not going to be any higher than it's going to be right now. How much any higher? Here's here's the question for you
1: in that situation. How how much do you think loyalty ties into what they do because of how? loyal dame lillard has been to the blazers how he apparently there's been
0: opportunities where he could say trade me do do you think that ties in at all to what they do he's practically been saying trade me for the last month or two there's there's a quick easy nice way for the two sides to pull apart it's they do the peyton manning thing that Mm. they did in indianapolis Hey, man, we loved you. It was great to have you here. You brought us a lot of clutch moments. We all have the meme saved in our phones of you staring at the camera after hitting that uh, 64-foot shot, and you're just mugging. But it's time to go. We cannot surround you with the right people. And with the third pick, even if we dealt him for Zion or dealt him for Bam and some Mm whatever— It's still never going to be enough. And the Blazers in the West are not going to win anything based on how the Nuggets are built. And I'm not even counting Golden State. I'm not even counting the aging Lakers. I'm not even counting the super team that they keep trying to rebuild in Phoenix. That puts them at fifth at best in that conference. And it's not even talking about the Sacramento Kings who are on the rise.
1: Because the the NBA is, I kind of view the NBA as you're in either one of two camps. You are one of three camps. You were either bad, just awful. You were good, as in you are a contender, or you were in purgatory. And the vast majority of NBA teams, I think, are in purgatory. And in this situation, the Hornets are a team that I look at as squarely in purgatory. And so you have to make moves to get yourself out of purgatory, What you're describing with the Blazers. That's the kind of thing would get you out of purgatory. You either go one way or the other, but you're not stuck in the middle.
0: And they're not going to get the generational player really at three and then they're gonna have to get another one the next year or they have to go out and sign some of these guys that would create some sort of uh you know shot at winning to be honest and again it's a crapshoot we see it in the nhl the nba is a little bit different vibe i mean you have superstar players you know who's in contention every year you have very rare surprises again the sacramento kings this year were the surprise kind of team and then the heat of course coming out of the eighth slot but they were playing great basketball and they had a superstar. The eight. And they had superstars, and they were able to do it in other ways against that spam at a bio. But generationally speaking, the, all the talk has been about Victor Weminyama. It yes. has been about Wemby. But when you talk about generational players in the NBA, the last guy was? LeBron James. James. Right, the king. <laughs> the NBA gets the ID of the generational player. I mean, they hope to have one every year, but this – Kind of is like the only league that allows you to have it, and then it really hinges on their success. There are so many boomer bust guys in the NBA. I mean, you look at mm, yeah, just run through just run through a lot of the number one draft picks in the NBA, and you can kind of go, "Yeah, are they generational players? Have they made impacts really as 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 top players?" You know, Luka Doncic. Kinda, of, but he was not a number one pick. No, mm-hmm. in the NHL, everyone's talking about Connor Bedard right now, mm-hmm. the guy that's going to go number one to Chicago. Good luck, Chicago. <laughs> I mean, and they've sold season tickets and whatnot. But then the prior quote unquote generational player was Connor McDavid again. But generational, We're talking about eight years in terms of like spread. LeBron James and Victor Weminyama. I mean, in between all that, did we have a generational player? N- no, not really. Not it, that was
1: getting drafted number one overall.
0: And so that was seventeen years ago. 16 years ago? LeBron 20, James? 23, 20 years. So 20 years. So 20 years. Major League Baseball doesn't inherit generational players to the draft, although Shohei Otani is going to make $500 million with my Los Angeles Dodgers next year. <laughs> yeah. We're going to
1: pay. You, you see the athletic poll about that? Everyone everyone see, thinks he's going to L.A.? Oh, he is. He is. He's I, just moved I, down the street. I,
0: I didn't even rig that poll. <laughs> That was just happening. That's happening. They've cleared so much space in terms of payroll in the Dodgers. Like the the entire pitching staff is going to be nothing but journeymen next year. That's, and then the,
1: that's why you had Otani.
0: But the generational player doesn't come along in other sports like it does within the NBA, the NHL, and with the NFL. You know the argument is you have one every year with the first pick. It's almost an expectation within the National Football League that you have a generational player that's going to. Revolutionize the game in one way or another, and usually it's a quarterback. Yeah, but you have other spots where you have generational players in the NFL, which makes it kind of challenging to say who is truly generational, who is groundbreaking, and who makes those things happen. It's one of those
1: words I think that's thrown out there oftentimes, and I'm reminded of um, Princess Bride. Um, okay, where you gotta okay, you gotta explain now. So uh, in Princess Bride, um, there's this whole stretch of time of seeing one of the one of the main villains. He, in the first half of the movie, he constantly uses the word inconceivable. It's like he's this guy's climbing up the cliff. Inconceivable. They get stuck by this thing. Inconceivable. And then eventually he's confronted on that. He goes, that word, I do not think it means what you think it means. And that's what I get with generational talent. Generational. Um, because it means once in a generation. I agree. I think NBA is the closest you get to it. Because we have. it's been 20 years since we've seen a prospect as good as... LeBron James. People made the comparison a lot with Zion, but I think Zion was a little bit different um, where you just physically, he was so uh, gifted in a sense. You're like, man, this guy's got to be good. And we we haven't seen um, necessarily the peaks of what he can do. He has how to stay old, healthy.
0: How old was Zion when he was drafted? 19, I think. 19. Okay, so the NBA right now, what you're going to be watching tonight and listening to on 99.9 The Fan and, and on your streaming, you're going to see a bunch of 19- and 20-year-olds. So for those of you riding around in your cars right now who are cleaning out the dorm rooms at whatever private college or state college your kids went to, and you're looking around and you're like, these are NBA prospects. Soon to be millionaires. Right. 19-year-olds and 20-years-old. The first player, Lewis, who's going to be drafted of legal drinking age in the United States probably won't happen until the mid- to late-first round tonight. Yeah. Someone who stayed for... Three to four years in school. Yeah. I mean, we've just been talking about Scoot Henderson, who played in the G League. There's two guys who are playing in overtime elite down at the Big Barn in Atlanta. If you've ever seen it, it's actually, it's it's kind of a boring place, to be honest. The only thing you know that there's something happening inside, it says overtime elite on the outside of the building. Uh, uh, Amen and and Osser Thompson. Yeah. They play overtime elite. They're 20. And they've been playing professional, quote unquote, professional TikTok basketball for two years. (laughs) TikTok, it's what it is. It's what it is. They well, got paid, and they're just social media. Now, overtime, elite's fantastic in terms of like presentation and whatnot. But sure, that's what it is. It's a showcase for kids who didn't want to go to school.
1: Well, and and that's part of the reason why I think I favor someone like Scoot, who has been competing against adults essentially. Same thing with Wemby, right? He's been competing professionally with with adults during this time. That's part of the reason why I think people are leaning so much into his generational ability. He uh he he's not doing it against you know a bad sec team like brandon miller for example he's doing it against grown men in france i don't know that just means a little bit more to me in this kind of situation we've seen that translate better
0: as a generational talent yes 20 years 20 years i mean he fits the bill i mean this is that this is that throwing of the goat around the word goat and the, the phrase goat around generational talent generational talent this is Again, another one of those French fry slash drinking games <laughs> that you could probably have tonight because we've been you know, talking about this kid so long. But in the NBA, you have it. In the NHL, you sort of have it. And the other sports. and the NFL, you brought up a good point as we were getting ready for today's show that generational talents just don't come at one position yeah. in the NFL. There are so many positions.
1: So many positions to, to pick from where if you have a down-year quarterback, hey, then that's when you get the Aaron Donalds of the world and players like that. I don't know. It's it's kind of apples and oranges, but it is it is interesting because no sport does one individual make as much of a difference as they do in the NBA.
0: Yeah, you take over games. Yeah, we always talk about guys that take over. We'll see if Wemby can take it over too are you struggling to get a good night's sleep look no further than parkway sleep for 20 years we have been your locally owned and operated sleep center
1: i'm brandon giggling president of parkway sleep health centers did you know that people are waiting a staggering six to eight months for a sleep study at other sleep labs at parkway we understand the importance of your sleep needs that's why we offer openings within weeks not months saving you time.
0: Don't let sleepless nights take over your life. Visit us today at parkwaysleep.com. Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Sound sleep, sound health.